This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. When this pandemic hit, I thought I was staying pretty positive. I was pretty optimistic about this kind of blowing over pretty quickly and we would return back to life as normal uh, after a little bit. But then as time kept on going on, about maybe a month into the pandemic, I started noticing that I was getting more and more irritable. I was getting frustrated and angry with the situation. And, and my family started to notice too. I mean, my wife, I remember one day what she said to me as she was walking out of the house uh, on her way to work, and she said, you're in a bad mood. I'm out of here. <laughs> and maybe that's kind of where you're at too. I mean, you began um, this pandemic with, with a pretty positive attitude. You, you thought, okay, this is going to be hard, but we can do this. And you were really just kind of pulling yourselves up by your own bootstraps and saying, we're going we're gonna to get through this. But then over time, you, you found that you're maybe getting more frustrated or irritable or anxious or afraid. And all these unwanted feelings just keep on popping up. And when you're, you're feeling these kind of unwanted feelings of anxiety, of fear, of anger, of frustration, of being more irritable and angry, I think those are kind of like, like signals, like si- signals to a deeper problem, kind of like that, that check engine light on your car, on your dashboard. When that starts blinking, you know it's time to, to look under the hood and, and see what the deeper problem is. And that's what we want to do in this, in this sermon today as we're beginning a new sermon series. We want to look under the hood, that, that these kind of symptoms, these, the, these feelings of maybe being irritable or anxious or afraid or angry, these are just symptoms to a deeper problem going on inside of our heart. And so let's begin this, this new sermon series, God is here through life's wilderness. The reason we're starting this series is, that, I don't know, a few weeks ago or so, Pastor Bill and I, we were sitting down and talking about this and we were we were talking about maybe, you know, what does our congregation, what do, do the people need right now as we continue to walk through this time of, of, of continual restrictions and limitations and swirling emotions? And are there any situations in scripture that, that could kind of connect with that situation? And, and we thought about the time of, of Israel being in the wilderness, As Israel walked and wandered through the wilderness, not knowing what's going to happen next, not knowing where they were going exactly, they were feeling stressed under all these limitations and restrictions that God was allowing to happen in their life. Um, We thought, you know, that's really where we're at as a people right now. So as we study Israel in the wilderness, it might be able to help us through our own wilderness experience. And so let's dive in here to Exodus chapter 16, verse 1. And this is what we hear. The whole Israelite community set out from Elim and came to the desert of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai. On the 15th day of the second month after they had come out of Egypt. I don't know how much you know about the history of of the Israelites, but this is about year like 1440 B.C. And for the previous 400 years, since about 1800 B.C., the Israelites had been in Egypt under brutal slavery. 
They had been enslaved by the Egyptians and they had been praying out to God, Lord, save us, rescue us from, from, from slavery. And God raised up Moses. And through Moses, God did all sorts of miracles and, and signs and wonders and brought in plagues and, and rescued um, hundreds of thousands of, of Israelites from Egyptian slavery, led them out. And then the, the, the Egyptians tried to attack them another time. And, and God, through Moses, parted the Red Sea and the people walked through the Red Sea on dry ground and it swallowed up the Egyptians. And, and, I, and I imagine that many of the Israelites were anticipating that now they're about to zoom right into the promised land. That, that for literally hundreds of years, almost a thousand years, God had been promising to the Israelites the land of Canaan. This land flowing with milk and honey, this, this fertile, beautiful land. But instead, God sent them on a detour. Something that they weren't expecting into the desert where they would face limitations and, and restrictions and, and wander, not knowing who to listen to, not knowing where to go, not knowing how long this was going to last. And I think that's probably where most of us are at today. We probably didn't expect this to happen. I know as a church, we, we had these great plans. Uh, as we were getting ready and, uh, and gearing up for Easter, we were seeing more and more people come into the church and, and hearing the message of the gospel. And, and so much so that we were talking, um, now we need to open up a third service, a, a, a Saturday night service. And we need to expand the parking lot. And we had all these ideas about maybe bringing in food trucks on Saturday nights to, to kind of um, start this new, new service. We had all these amazing plans, and then all of a sudden, the pandemic hit, and we went through a detour. And maybe that's something like what you've experienced, that you had these plans, maybe to go on a vacation, maybe you had plans in your business, maybe you had plans in your personal life, and all of a sudden this pandemic happened, and your whole life took a detour. And usually when we go through a detour, it's, it's, it's so disorienting. And, and let's see how, how humans usually respond when our life takes these detours. In verse 2 of Exodus 16, we read this. In the desert, the whole community grumbled. Remember, they were only one month and 15 days into this, it said in the previous verse. They're only a month into this, and they started to grumble against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. So first of all, it says that they grumbled. They were only a month and a half into their, their wilderness experience out of Egypt, and they already started to grumble. And this word grumble, this, this Hebrew word for grumble or complain or murmur, um, this word is only used in the wilderness stories. So, you know, the, the whole Testament's really made up of thousands of years and all sorts of different stories, but the only time it talks about God's people grumbling are when they're in the wilderness. And, and, and so they're, they're grumbling and complaining, and they're complaining at their leaders. They're complaining against Aaron, and they're complaining against Moses. And they're saying things like, um, only if, if we had 
died in Egypt. You know, things were going just fine in Egypt. We sat around pots of meat and, and, and had all the bread that we wanted. But Moses and Aaron, you took us out of Egypt, out of Egypt and now we're going to die in the desert. They had this distorted idea of their past. They, they forgot the hundreds of years of slavery. They thought, forgot all the whipping, all the beating, all the oppression. They forgot the reality as they were grumbling against their leaders. And, and maybe that's kind of what you've seen um, in your own life also. That, that when your life and our lives have taken this detour, you start to get irritated and, and grumble and complain uh, against our leaders. You know, grumbling against the president or the governor or the, the medical professionals or against your boss or against somebody else and all this grumbling and complaining against all of the leaders uh, that are around us. And if only it wasn't for these people, we'd be just fine and kind of having uh, rose-colored glasses towards the past. That Let's go back to the good old days, the old normal. I don't want to move into this new normal. We can grumble and complain. Well, God heard the grumbling, he heard the murmuring, he heard their irritation, and the Lord spoke to them. In verse 4, we read this. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. He heard their, their, their grumbling, and he heard the grumbling of their, their stomachs also, and so he said graciously that he was going to rain down this bread that the Israelites for the next 40 years, every day except for the Sabbath days, they would wake up and they would see this kind of, when the dew would go away, they would see this kind of flaky um, substance, and they didn't know what it was. They said, what is it? And that sounds like the Hebrew word manna. And so that's what they had. They had manna, this, this, this stuff in the morning every day. God was raining down this bread from heaven, miraculously providing for them. And then he explains what he would do for them. He said in verse, the, going on here, says, the people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. So God was going to test them that they were just supposed to gather what they needed for that day and trust that God would provide for the next day. So Moses heard this message from the Lord and then he gathers everybody together. He gathers the congregation of people and he preaches to the Israelites what God had told him. So Moses now begins to preach. In verse six, he says, in the evening, you will know that it was the Lord who brought you out of Egypt. And in the morning, you will see the glory of the Lord because he has heard your grumbling against him. Who are we that you should grumble against us? You are not grumbling against us, but against the Lord. See, Moses saw this, this check engine light going on, this, this irritability, this grumbling, and he checked under the hood and he knew the real problem. They were grumbling, not against Moses, not against Aaron, not against the situation. They were grumbling against God. Their irritation showed a lack of trust, a lack of trust that God had brought them to this and he was going to bring them through this. And they, I mean, so quickly, they've only been out of Egypt for about a month and a half and they'd already forgotten about God. Now we might look at this situation and think, man, if I was in that circumstance, if I was in slavery and then I was set free, you know, and it's only a month and a half into this, I wouldn't be grumbling. 
But we are in a, a situation, um, maybe kind of in similar ways, where there is restrictions going on in our life. There's limitations. Um, there's wandering. We don't know where we're supposed to go next, what we're supposed to next, who we're supposed to listen to. And look at how we responded. I don't know about you, but I've been embarrassed by some of the ways that I've responded in this pandemic. Not with faith, but with fear. Not with trust, but being irritated and frustrated. And it shows how quickly, how I, I can walk away from God. How, how shallow my faith can be. That, that when I'm grumbling, I'm not just grumbling against human beings. I'm grumbling against God. This shows a lack of of faith. This grumbling is showing that, that I'm too focused on, on worldly people, worldly situations, and not dwelling in God, trusting in God. And so, the, so Moses speaks to the people something terrifying. He says, come before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. Stand before God now. And it kind of has this feel like, you did something wrong, now come stand before your parents. Come stand before God and receive, almost kind of like, get ready for your punishment. And so they do. They, they stand before God and, and the Lord speaks to them and the Lord says this. I have heard the grumbling of the Israelites. Tell them, at twilight you will eat meat. And in the morning you'll be filled with bread. Then you'll know that I am the Lord. God heard their grumbling, but instead of responding to their grumbling with judgment and punishment and discipline, God met their grumbling with grace. And that's the key point of this whole section, that, that God meets our grumbling with grace. God responds to, to our grumbling with grace. He, he fed them manna every day for 40 years. Also, their clothes didn't wear out. Their sandals didn't wear out. Uh, he provided for them every single day. Instead of giving them what they deserve, God met their grumbling with grace. And he does the same for you and I. I want you to think of all the blessings that have happened during this time. Um, how God has, has provided for you in miraculous ways. God has not given you and me what we deserve. He didn't respond to every time we've grumbled, every time we've been irritated, he didn't respond, every time we've lacked faith in him, every time we didn't call out to him, every time we've walked away from him, he didn't give us what we deserve. He responded to our grumbling with grace. And not only does he provide for us physically, but he gives us something even better. You see, uh, later on in the Bible, in the New Testament, uh, in John chapter 6, Jesus speaks um, about this situation. The, the, the religious leaders come up to Jesus and they say something like this. Um, Jesus, Moses gave us bread, gave our ancestors bread from heaven. What can you do, Jesus? And Jesus says, um, well, it wasn't Moses who gave you bread from heaven. It was my father who gave you bread from heaven. And actually he continues to, because he, Jesus says, I am the bread of heaven. He goes on to say this in, in John chapter 6, verse 35. He says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never grow hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. For my Father's will is that, that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. I am the bread of life. I'm the bread of life. And whoever believes in me will never grow hungry. You see, 
when we're grumbling and complaining, when we're, we're showing a lack of faith in God, that those grumbling and complaining, that's showing that, that we're not living off Jesus. We're not feasting him. We're not, we're not being sustained by him. We're trying to do it on our own. And, and I don't know about you, again, looking back over these last two months, just kind of embarrassed how I've responded uh, in this pandemic. And here's the good news, that, that not only does God meet our grumbling with grace, he meets our guilt with grace. If you look back on these last two months and you just feel guilty and how you've acted, how you've talked to people, treated people, thought, the, the worries that you have, the anxieties you have, if you, if you look back on that and you feel guilty, God meets your guilt with grace. Jesus is the bread of life. If you are hungry for forgiveness, he is here to sustain you, to forgive you, to accept you, to love you. That's what he did on the cross. He poured out his life for you so that now you can be sustained on his sacrifice. Now here's the good news. You don't have to keep living like that. You don't have to always live in anxiety. You don't have to always live being chronically irritable or frustrated or angry. You don't have to keep doing that. And I think that what needs to happen, first of all, is we need to take a different view of this pandemic. We need to look at it from a different perspective. Now, I don't know why God is allowing it, and I hope it gets over quickly, and I hope we can move on quickly. But, but let's look at how Moses looked at the time in the wilderness. Um, in the book of Deuteronomy, um, this is, Deuteronomy means the second giving of the law. This is Moses reflecting on the 40 years in the wilderness. He's given his last will and testament. So he's speaking on the last 40 years and why God did what he did. And Moses says this, he says, remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart whether you would keep his command. So he says, God is saying, he led you not into the promised land right away. He led you down south into the wilderness, into the desert to humble you, to test you. It was a test. He humbled you, causing you to hunger. He allowed them to be hungry and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you. That man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. God was testing them, training them, teaching them to not live on their own strength, on their own power, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And how did he do that? Well, again, you, you heard me say that the instructions were this. Every day, the Israelites were supposed to, to just gather what they needed for that day. And they were supposed to use this as a test, as an opportunity, uh, an opportunity to, to exercise their faith, to believe that God would give them their daily bread. And so just eat what they needed for that day and not take any extra and then trust that God would give them what they need for the next day. But then we read in Exodus chapter 16, verse 20, it says this, However, some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept part of it until morning, but it was full of maggots and began to smell. So Moses was angry with them. Many of them didn't use this opportunity. They didn't listen to the word. They didn't, they didn't feast on God's word. They didn't trust the word that God spoke to them. They lived on their own strength and they didn't use this opportunity to grow in their faith. So let's not follow that example as we continue in our wilderness experience. So who should we follow? 
Whose example should we follow? Well, let's follow Jesus. You see, Jesus had his own wilderness experience too. In fact, uh, the way that the writer Matthew describes Jesus, that, that Jesus is almost a new Israel. Um, just, like it, just like Israel went into Egypt, Jesus as a child went into Egypt. And just like um, Israel was led out of Egypt and then through the waters of the Red Sea, Jesus was led out of Egypt and then he went through the waters of his baptism. And just like um, Israel went into the wilderness after the waters of the Red Sea, um, Jesus, after the waters of of baptism, he went directly into the wilderness to be tested. But Jesus didn't fail the test. He He passed the test for us in our place, but also as an example. See, he was um, fasting for 40 days and he got hungry. And then the devil came and tempted him, tested him, and and said something like this. Poor you. Jesus, uh, poor you. You... Your, your father sent you out here into the wilderness. He, he made you come out to the wilderness and he didn't even pack you a lunch. He didn't give you anything to eat. He doesn't care about you. Um, you need to take care of yourself. And so turn these stones into bread. And in that moment, Jesus could have been irritated. He could have grumbled and he could have tried to take care of himself. He could have doubted his heavenly father, but instead he responded in faith. He used the opportunity as a test. And then he said, It is written, those words from Deuteronomy 8, it is written, man will not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And that's how you can make it through this wilderness experience. This is how you can can live through this wilderness experience. I I have three letters that I want to teach you to help you practically live day by day, day through your wilderness experience. Here are the three letters. I V-A. Say them with me. I-V-A. Okay. The first letter is identify. Identify your feelings. So, so if you have a feeling of being irritated, say it out loud. I'm irritated. Ident- identify it. You know, you could even say it right now to the people with you in your room um, watching this. Identify your feeling. I'm irritated right now. I'm frustrated right now. I, I'm anxious right now. Identify that feeling. And then V stands for validate. Validate that feeling. You know, I'm irritated because we're in this pandemic and I don't know who to listen to anymore. I don't know who's telling me the truth anymore. I don't know what to do next. I'm afraid. I don't know if I'm going to get sick or my kids are going to get sick. I'm afraid. So identify the feeling, validate the feeling. And then A stands for align it with scripture. Align your feelings with the truth. Um, tell yourself, um, if you're feeling irritated, Align it with the truth that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard my heart and mind. To be still and know that, that God is in control. Align your feelings with scripture. Speak scripture into your heart. And this works. Uh, this, is, this is how we can make it through this pandemic. I, I had, I think it was, I don't know, two or three nights ago, I woke up at, at about 3 a.m. And I never really had this before, but I had like almost a panic attack in the middle of the night. I mean, my heart was just beating outside of my chest. And so I did this. I tried to identify the feeling. I'm like, I'm anxious right now. I'm afraid right now. I validate. I'm afraid right now because 
I don't know what to do next. You know, we want to reopen our church. We don't know when that's going to happen. We know that everybody's got a different opinion. We don't know what this is going to look like. I'm validating that feeling of, of anxiety or fear. But then in that moment at 3 a.m., I tried to, uh, to, to align it with Scripture. But, but the Bible says in Hebrews, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. That God is going to work out all things for our good. And it was amazing. All of a sudden, this heart that was beating outside my chest started to calm down as I continued to, to try to align my thoughts and my emotions with the truth. It reminds me of something that Martin Luther said. Martin Luther, he said, you can't keep the birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from making a nest in your hair. Now, I think he was talking about temptation, but I think it works also for unwanted feelings. You can't keep every feeling from flying over your head or coming into your brain or your heart. You know, sometimes you're going to be irritated. Sometimes you're going to be afraid. Sometimes you're going to be anxious, but you don't need to live in chronic anxiety. You don't need to live in chronic fear. You don't need to live in chronic frustration. You don't need to let those feelings fester, identify them, validate them and align those feelings with the truth of God's word. This is our test. This is our time. This is our opportunity. This is our wilderness experience. Um, The Israelites went through it. Jesus went through it. Um, Thousands of people throughout the uh, history have gone through their own wilderness experience. This is ours. And when you feel those feelings of of anxiety or or anger or frustration or irritability, it's it's a signal that you're not resting in the truth of God. You're not living on every word that comes from from the mouth of God. We're not living off the bread of life. It's just a warning signal to go back to the scriptures, back to the truth, back to this. And, And as we do, we will learn how to live. That, that mankind, we don't live on bread alone. We don't live on the circumstances of the economy. That's not going to give us peace. We're not going to live on the circumstance of, of where the curve's at or where the disease is at. That's not going to give us peace. We don't live on our circumstances. We live on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, we want to recognize that, that right now we are going through a crazy time in our lives. People of other generations have, have experienced uh, crazy things, but, but for us, for most of us, this is the first time as we have this, this pandemic and it continues to go on. And then all the, 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 the fears and, and anger right now also with the, uh, the continued problems of violence and racism and all of the issues that are going on in our culture. All these are making our emotions swirl around like a tornado inside of us. And Lord God, instead of grumbling or being afraid or complaining, instead of being irritated or anxious, Lord God, Let us live on every word that comes from your mouth. Jesus, be our sustaining bread for our souls so that we can rest in you and walk in the peace of Christ. In your name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, And to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.